0: Ask Canada immigration lawyer Evelyn Aka. Good day. My name is Evelyn Akka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Acker. And I am so delighted today. I have the pleasure of interviewing my friend and colleague, uh, Davina Frederick, who is a lawyer as well as a business entrepreneur coach for women in law. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us, Davina.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited and delighted to be here, Evelyn. (laughs) So Davina is the founder
0: and CEO at Wealthy Women Lawyer, LLC, based in the United States. And she has been an entrepreneur for more than 25 years. And I am looking forward to digging deep and learning about your law background, your marketing background, and how you coach and help exceptional women lawyers get to that next level. So Let's start with an intro. You can tell me about yourself so that my audience will learn about you and your services and your expertise.
1: Okay, great. Thanks so much. I really appreciate you having me here. It's been such a delight. You and I have known each other now for a couple of years, and I've had you on my podcast. Yes, I'm super excited (laughs) to be here today and talk to you. So I am a, uh, a Florida licensed, Florida United States licensed attorney and have been for 14 years. I started my own law practice right out of law school, but law school uh, and becoming a lawyer, it was a second career for me. Prior to going to law school and becoming an attorney and starting my own practice, I had worked, uh, I had a previous career in marketing, working as a professional copywriter, and over the years working with agencies and other professional service businesses. So I got an opportunity to go to law school and I seized it and uh became an attorney. And I did so by then I was in my late 30s. Um and by the time I graduated from law school, I was 40. That's and, great. and I had the uh, yeah, I had the opportunity then to, to start my own firm because I was married and my husband I would provide that security for me while I um took that big leap. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was, you know. It's not going to be any big deal, right? Because I had a lot of experience in business. I certainly knew how to get clients. Um, and I really underestimated how difficult it was to be a baby lawyer <laughs> and be a new business owner at the same time. Yeah. So over time, I grew my business very successfully. I brought in a partner. We hired a team and set up systems. And we we ran a very successful law firm business and i had some things happen in my personal life that just caused me to put on the pause button mm-hmm. and really think about where i was headed in my life and my business and uh over a couple of years of um trying out some different things i i landed on what my true passion is i was i was exposed to coaching business coaching and it really changed my life and Um, so I, I developed my skills in that. And really what I was looking for was something that combined my, the skills that I had developed from my life as a, in business, as a a marketer for professional service businesses and my strategic thinking skills Mm -hmm. and analytical skills and all those things I had developed being an attorney. And I really wanted to bring those two together. Uh, and that's how I wound up becoming a law firm growth strategist and business coach for women lawyers. That's incredible.
0: I love, I love, love, love to, you know, how you niched your practice. Like, it's not just I'm helping everybody who runs a law firm. And it's, it's, it's about growth and it's about women. So tell me about that. Like, why did you think that this was your niche and your expertise? Obviously you're a woman, I'm a woman, but we've both worked with men in different capacities, yeah. of course. What was it that you thought was different about women in law?
1: Yeah. So, you know, there are a couple of reasons why I niched my practice uh, or my my business. Mm-hmm. And it, it didn't start out that way. When I started eight, going into nine years ago now, but when I started about eight years ago, I, I, was, I knew that I was going to serve professional uh, service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. So I did not have experience in retail and e-commerce and these kinds of things. I knew for me, professional service had always been where I had been throughout my entire career. And so I began um, with working with a variety of different professional service business owners, men and women. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm a, I'm a Gemini. So I love that <laughs> variety. And uh, you know, I love having those multiple personalities and everything. Yeah. It was great. But as I grew my business, um, I realized a, a couple of things. One is that for my business, I really I needed to take my own advice that I give my clients. And that is the more s- specific you are speaking to a target audience, the more highly attractive you are to that audience. Yeah. And the more you're going to repel those people who are not a good fit to work with you. Mm-hmm. So I took my own advice and I, I changed the name a couple of years ago. Uh, and redirected my business. And we became Wealthy Woman Lawyer before Mm -hmm. it was a more general name. And it was my name. So it's Media Marketing. And I still have that entity. um, And we do some other uh, marketing uh, uh, aspects there, deliverables through that company with my team. But Wealthy Woman Lawyer is really my passion and where I direct my business. The other thing was I love men. So people get the mistake that you know they make the same thinking that I'm some man hater or something. No. A, I'm a <laughs> feminist and you know but it, it really was a matter of making a choice for me. And one of the one of the reasons why is because when I began to build the community and bring people together in person, it's a very different conversation in the room when it is just women.
0: Yes. Who own a
1: law firm business than when it is men and women who own a law firm business or when it's Mm -hmm. women lawyers in general who work for other people and women law firm owners. We have different problems. Mm -hmm. Right. So I really dialed in and became very specific. I work with women law firm owners who want to scale their law firm businesses to and through a million dollars in gross annual revenue. So it's really dialed in.
0: I love it. I love how dialed in it is. And I love, I've worked with you professionally and I know your material is fabulous. And the commitment you have to your, to your, your, your clients is very, very deep. And I think you have very strong conversations because we're all balancing, whether it's dogs or children or extracurriculars or community work and running a business and being an employer. And one thing is law school does not teach lawyers, as you know, how to market, how to be a business owner, how to think about accounting and finance, all of those issues. And I can see where women would love to be able to connect on that level with somebody who's done it, right? There are a lot of people out there, as you know, who say, I'm a coach, I'm a coach, I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to help you scale, but they've never done it. And I think the value that you bring, you know, Davina, is you've done it. You know, the pressures, the joys and the, the fears. And I think being able to target And focus on marketing and helping women with their branding, all those things you do that that reflect on the bottom line and get them to those seven figures or beyond is a huge asset. So give me a sample of when you work with a professional law firm owner, a woman, one-on-one, what does that look like? Once they buy your package and they commit to your programming, um, what does the day-to-day, the weekly, the monthly, what does that look like in terms of their 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 support level from you right
1: that's a great question and there are there are a couple of different ways Mm -hmm. uh, that that women law firm owners can work with me so I began my business as most coaches do working one-on-one because you're developing those relationships and connections and those skills and uh, you learn a lot about your client when you're working one-on-one I still I, I I still offer one-on-one services, and and I the reason I do, and there, are, uh, co- my own coaches have told me that I probably should not do as much of that. But the reason I do is because I still love the one-on-one work mm-hmm. with women, with women, and and actually seeing the changes they go through personally and how they come out on the other side, a different person and a happier person in their in their life. Yes. Uh, I also have created a a program, though, that is a course with a group component. And so it's kind of a group mastermind with other women lawyers. And I have Mm -hmm. another coach in there who helps me to manage and maintain that uh, group and support those clients. And the reason I did that, and there's a big price point difference. Obviously, if you're getting access to me, we're spending a lot of time at the beginning up front developing Mm -hmm. a strategic plan. For you to grow your business and we're going to get really dialed in, in that plan what, on what your specific goals are and then prioritizing those goals and developing strategies because some people are going to come to me, uh, most of the people who are at, the pro, at my private client level have already gotten a, some marketing system in place where they're getting clients with some regularity. So that is not the place we usually wind up starting, although there may be some fine tuning there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we dig into what, what it would be like to have a systems-driven law firm business and a team to help you run it, to pull you out of working in your business and shift you to work thinking like a CEO instead of just mm-hmm. thinking like a lawyer and focus on working on your business. And so we meet consistently on an ongoing basis, basis. Um, throughout the engagement, which is uh, usually at least a year, and I have many that of renew and we continue to go because as they scale, they're developing new problems and, mm-hmm. you know, we're <laughs> wanting to continue growing. Uh, and in the group, in the group situation, those people are also making progress. Mm-hmm. We're meeting frequently, we're meeting weekly in that group right now. Um, And everyone has the course with my actual framework that I use to teach my one-on-one clients. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the direct one-on-one access that to me, um, the way that my one-on-one clients do. That's great. So yeah, we're really focused. We're really focused on helping our clients make the changes that they need to make both internally and externally Mm -hmm. to be able to own and operate a seven-figure, multi-seven-figure business, law firm business, not mm-hmm. working themselves to death in the process.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Health, health, is the is health, right? <laughs> health is wealth, right?
0: Health is wealth. And if you right. don't have it, you don't have anything. So there has right. to be that balance. And I speak for myself. I know the importance of finding that the best you, you can, exercising, eating well, all those things. But right. let's talk a little bit, divina about legal marketing. You know, having worked in, in a law firm culture and being a lawyer and running a business, what did you learn about marketing or what did you see what was, was lacking in the marketing that, um, that most lawyers, you know, do? Because I know your business also provides some marketing, legal marketing support in addition to the coaching and the strategy work that you do?
1: Well, I I will tell you, first of all, that I have, I'm actually going to show it here because I happen to have it sitting here, which I keep on my desk. I didn't just bring it out for the podcast, believe it or not. I wrote a book on marketing. Awesome, I got to get that one. (laughs) It's called The Wealthy Woman Lawyer's Guide to Law Firm Marketing in the Virtual Age. And it's 10 bold actions that you can take now to attract your ideal client with total ease. And and if people want to get a free copy of this book, you can get a free copy of it by going to wealthywomanlawyer.com/book/. slash. So wealthywomanlawyer.com and I'm sure I'll give you that link to okay. so put it in the show. Okay. Perfect. Demo. Yeah. Um, but that you get a free PDF copy of the book or you can go to Amazon or Barnes Noble and buy a copy. I will life. buy it. <laughs> but uh, because I have so much to say about marketing, marketing and it had to have its own book. I'm working on my second book right now, which is about creating a systems-driven law firm business. Um, But marketing uh, needs its own system. It is one of the seven foundational Mm -hmm. systems that I talk to my clients about. And initially, when we start out with marketing, it's important. What I advise my clients, if they're just starting out, is to really maximize the organic opportunities. When I started my law firm business back in 2007, Facebook was just an infant and Instagram hadn't even been born yet. Mm-hmm. And so the, the 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 tools that we have now to market our business are so, um, it's just amazing to me. I'm so, I, I absolutely love what social media can do to help a small business owner grow their business. Um, but we can quickly get caught up into thinking we have to do it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to be the ones to, go post on social media every day and create the memes and do all of that stuff. And if you are just starting out in your law firm and you've got more time than clients and money coming in, that may be what you choose to do, especially if that's, you know, a, a hobby that you love or whatever. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, you're going to realize that this is a place that you're going to need team support. Mm-hmm. Because marketing is its own career with uh, and it's become more complex because yes. there are all these different avenues now That we can choose. So, what I talk about in my book is helping, I give people key considerations for each different sort of online marketing tool, not just social media, but email Mm -hmm. or um, uh, your website. I give you information that helps you decide what the best marketing platforms are for you and what you need to be doing. And the key thing is, you want to know who your ideal client is and where they hang out.
0: Yes. You need to and, know your avatar, right?
1: Right. If you don't know who that ideal client is and you don't know where they hang out, you're over there dancing on TikTok thinking that you're going to get some, you know, whatever client, right? And you may or may not. Yeah. Just because it has worked for another attorney in their practice does not mean it will work for you mm. because, uh, you know, we don't we don't need to get into a loop of chasing new platforms. What we need to do is figure out where are our clients, where are they hanging out, and then get in front of them there. Mm-hmm. And Evelyn, I just want to throw up. I know I'm just going on and on, but no, I, want throw, I want to throw so up one thing. With this situation that just happened with Facebook and Instagram, as we're recording this, they just, uh, poor Zuckerberg was having a horrible mercury retrograde <laughs> because Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp all went down um, for six hours, I think. Mm-hmm. And and, it, and if that didn't show you that you definitely need to have a plan for marketing and communicating with your clients besides organic social media or or ads on social media, um, then I don't know what will. Mm-hmm. I mean, email is still a very powerful generator of business. Google ads are still a very powerful yes. generator of business. There are a lot of tools out there that we can use to automate and get a team to help us um, get those leads coming in on autopilot. Um, but if you love social media, that can also be a big part of your mix too. Yeah,
0: I think you're totally right. I mean, it was a shocker to everybody. Obviously, at ACA Business Immigration Law, well, we do Google ads, you know, we do PPC and you, we do the gamut, but it was, and we do email. We love our MailChimp campaigns and we do, do the emails to targeted different groups of people. But it's shocking like how people were. You know, so like devastated by by Facebook going down. And you know, I barely noticed because ah, I was working, right? And so I think I think unless you you rely on it or you're on it all day, every day, you didn't even notice that it wasn't there. But I'm sure the people that use it as the primary source of marketing were devastated. I know lawyer friends of mine, especially immigration lawyers in the States who dance every day on TikTok. I don't do it. Because that's not my that's not my nobody wants to see me dance. That's the problem. Much less. Nobody wants to see me pointing here and there. And and I tried it a couple of times and it just didn't feel right for me, but also. It wasn't thinking about who my avatar was. So what you said is absolutely right. Most of our clients are corporations, corporate professionals, executives. They're not asylum seeking. They're not people that are illegal. They're not people that are uneducated. You know, it's a a different market or they're not young, young, young people. And I know that people will say, well, every market can use it. Maybe that's true, but it has to feel right. And one thing I think I really like about your, your coaching and your, your marketing expertise has been, you need to be authentic and you need to find something that works for you because it may not work
1: for everybody. Right. Exactly. And, and, and also, you know, for your clients, because like you said, if you have, if the majority of your clients are men, uh, between the ages of Mm -hmm. 50 and 70 and You know, they're running businesses. They might be on LinkedIn or have somebody there on LinkedIn, right? And they're probably not going to be on TikTok or Instagram Mm -hmm. um, with a few exceptions. The other thing I want to just not forget to mention is I think a lot of attorneys, especially when they're starting out and they're growing their law firm business in those first few years, they get a lot of fear around marketing their business because of their ethical obligations and rules. Yes, and that we definitely have to pay attention to and in florida the bar there's all kinds of Mm -hmm. opinions and rules like we're very (laughs) very true believe it or not i know everybody thinks florida is just wildly crazy down here but we do have a lot of rules and uh and there, the young lawyers association just put out a pocket guide to social media so if you haven't gotten that grab that but but don't let the fear of violating a rule keep you from marketing mm-hmm. your business. Because truthfully, there's a lot of there's a lot of room for opportunity in how you market your business. What the, the objective of the bar association is to protect consumers from yes. lawyers who are are doing something that is you know underhanded or, or you know slimy or whatever. The, mm-hmm. Their objective is to protect them from these types of lawyers. And that doesn't, that's not you.
0: And no. if it's not you
1: and they have all sorts, you know, they have an ethics hotline and I'm sure it's the same in other jurisdictions. You have an ethics hotline, you have rules, yes. read them. You're an attorney. You can read and interpret rules. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so don't let that stop you from marketing your business because you're scared you're going to get a bar violation. Just yeah. ask. You know,
0: yeah. ask totally. I think that's totally good advice. And I would say in Canada, things are even tighter. So, so we learn how to use social media in a way that is not offside. That's very, very important. Um, I know that you've also, you also have a Facebook group, you have a podcast, you've written books. How have you found the Facebook um, group or page kind of building out helpful? Because as you know, I'm, I'm learning from you and other friends of ours, you know, Regina, Irene, and others who've got the these wonderful pages that are just give so much value and just free and sharing and generous. How is that creation of your website or your Facebook page built out, helped you grow your business? Cause so that's a new strategy too.
1: Well, so I Facebook uh, pages don't mm-hmm. really get a lot of traffic unless you're like a really big business and you're a big yeah. advertiser, I guess. Um, and so, but there are rules set up as to what you can promote. And this, this is where we run up against bar rules too, mm-hmm. about what you can promote on your personal page and what you can promote. So if you're promoting your business on your personal page, you need to be very careful because there likely are rules around that. Mm-hmm. And what you, what you, because you are communicating with people who did not ask to be there and see your stuff, right? Yes. Whereas if you have a page then people know very clearly this is a business page and I'm going, I'm signing up for that. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Regina has done um, that I have done and others have mm-hmm. done is we create groups. Yes, And, Oops, that's and right. so if you join a group, then you're in a community
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you have asked to be there, and participate in the community and you've been approved to be a part of the community. And that is where co- those conversations can go on uh, about, uh, you know, like you mentioned, those resources. Yeah, and, and and so the strategy, I think, I think it raises an interesting um, dilemma among attorneys because attorneys think to themselves, "Well, how can I maximize this? Can I create a group like this? Uh, what kind of group could I create? How do I gather together people? Does that become a problem with attorney-client? Mm. You know, blurring those lines between the attorney-client? So it can be a little trickier for attorneys than than it can for people who are." Marketing to attorneys,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is you know, is is what attorney coaches do, right? Yeah. But uh, I also will say, but one of the things you also have to be very careful about when you are in groups and you are giving advice. Yes. I see this all the time. Me I'm too. in a copywriter group that I've been in for many, many years, and I'm tagged sometimes by my friends in the copywriter group mm-hmm. asking what my opinion is as an attorney. And I'm like, don't tag me. That's what my opinion is. Because you're not in my jurisdiction. I don't want to overstep my boundaries. But you certainly can create relationships with people. And I know some of my clients, I've got one client who's been very successful by starting an attorney group. that's a fan of of moms, Mm -hmm. attorney moms in her jurisdiction. And she has got a lot of referrals From that, So there is a way to do it. You just have to, uh, like I said, I just refer people back to make sure you read and understand your rules when you're doing anything on social media. Now, for me, it has been a place over the years where I have loved Facebook. I've just, I'm a chat. I like to write. I'm a writer by profession. So I love to talk and engage with people in conversation. Um, And so for me, it was a natural thing to go and and engage in conversation with people and and offer opinions and my thoughts about problems they're having and and then in you know and then invite people to work with me if that's what they want to do and sometimes i'm not as direct i'm not as direct as others you know <laughs> i just i put it out there and i let my clients do the talking for me and my work speak for itself in that way mm-hmm. and i use a tool like email to speak more directly to people um and uh, i also also use advertising and things so that's i think great. it's something that you can you can use in concert with other types of tools.
0: Okay. This is great, Davina. I mean, one thing I really love about building a business is you have to look at how much you're spending on marketing. So, I mean, some people are like, oh, don't spend any money on PPC, Listen, and that. You hear these kind of crazy. And then other people say, spend 30% of your revenue on this, which is also crazy. Do you what? How do you advise your clients on how much they should be thinking about contributing financially to marketing? like say on a monthly basis to get the, the impact that they want is not always a one-to-one or hundred to one, or it's not a, always a direct correlation. Is it
1: right now? And, and here's the thing that it, it's a hard question to answer because mm-hmm. it depends on the size of your law firm. Yeah. It depends on your goals. It depends on your region. It depends on how your clients are. So all of that. Uh, so, I, so I don't want to, I don't uh-huh. want to name a specific number, I, uh, as a general rule, I tend to say, you know, 10 to 15% and 20, you know, I, I'm a max sort of person. So Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person who pushes that envelope of what I invest in marketing Mm -hmm. um, because I, because I'm wanting to have a greater impact. Yes. I want to serve as many women law firm owners as possible, which is why I've created such a wide variety of content from free content. To really low costs, like my book, to uh, my group on up, right? So I'm I'm looking at that scale of people because I want to pay, create a greater impact. So I'm going to invest a lot in growing that audience. Mm-hmm. It all really depends on your. So it's the attorney answer, it's the attorney and me. It depends, Evelyn. It depends. Yeah, it
0: depends. I get it, it too because
1: if, if you do all this marketing and you
0: don't have the production. Then I've heard lawyers are like, oh, my God, I can't even find people because we're so busy because we did this big increase. So it happens. You're right. It's incremental. And I think it's testing it and doing a little more and seeing what you get and getting to that place where it plateaus. You grow
1: into it. it. When you first started your business, Mm -hmm. you didn't jump right out and start Mm -hmm. advertising everywhere. You grew into it because. When you're trying to transform your business, you're, you're also transforming yourself into someone who can manage a business of that size. Amen. Someone (laughs) you from day one, the keys to, you know, a $5 million, $10 million revenue generating business, you'd be like, oh my God, no, you know, because we wouldn't know what to do, right? You have to become the person. Mm. So it's the same thing with your marketing. Start where you are. Yeah. And, and. And the key thing is visibility yes. um, and, and really uh, making yourself visible to other people who might need mm. your services. Prefers, I, think what's,
0: I think what's so great about what you just said there, I have to just listen and say it again, is that you can transform your business, but you must transform yourself too. And I think that is the journey. It's like what is it, the hero's journey. It's the sense of you're on a mission. And you're on a journey in life. And I think to be a business woman and a business owner and a lawyer, you need to be seeking constant transformation and growth Mm -hmm. in order to have the mindset. Because I think mindset is a big part of it too. And most people don't recognize that as your mind develops and grows, so does your business develops and grows, right? Wow.
1: Because you've expanded your capacity for it, Mm -hmm. right? We don't, if we don't have, the capacity for wealth or we don't have the capacity for success at a certain level. Mm. We wouldn't know what to do with it. That's why you see people who win the lottery <laughs> and they go from working a job that, you know, is a is a a job from paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and they win the lottery and they blow through it so quickly because as human beings, they they just haven't done the internal work. They haven't mm-hmm. had the luxury of it, most likely, of doing the self actualization work, you know, high yes. m- Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They haven't been able to self-actualize, you know. And so that that really is when you're growing your law firm business, it really is about you becoming that just like it is about you becoming a master, you know, litigator. Mm -hmm. Right. You want to become the top of your field. That's not something you snap your fingers. You may have some raw talent there, but it's trying cases and being in the courtroom for years and years and years that makes you the master exactly like that with running your business.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Well, listen, as we're starting to wrap up, I just wanted to ask you about who for you. Yes, we know you work with women lawyers and law firm owners, but is there a certain ideal type of woman law firm owner? Because there are a lot of us out there, but not all of them you would probably want as your avatar, right? What is their mindset or what is their you know what is they seeking that allows you to have a really good connection with uh, with the potential new client?
1: I will tell you the number one characteristic is somebody who is open-minded to what's possible that they mm-hmm. may not even have considered. And so what I mean by that is if you have a very fixed mindset and usually that's born out of fear, Yes, um, but we've been taught to think a certain way, and so by by you know our family of origin, or by life experiences, or whatever, and so we may have a lot of fear around taking risks, um, and and trying to really reach for that brass ring. So that kind of mindset is is not something that I, I'm going to respond well to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's not that I'm it's not that I don't care about people as human beings, and I don't have compassion for them, but just in how I am as a coach and how my programs are, I'm looking for people who know enough to know that they probably don't know. (laughs) And that's how, and, and they're open to the idea that they see all around them, all the people that they're looking at and they're admiring Mm -hmm. and they're saying, I want to be like her. I want to be like her. And they can't figure out how to make that happen. How is that possible? But they know that if they just you know, know the secret or the magic or whatever mm-hmm. that they will be able to do it too. Those are the people that I like to talk with. And, I think- and the reason why is because I, because it's not magic, there mm-hmm. is no magic pill or secret, but I know that if you are open-minded and you are willing to listen to another perspective and, and examine and explore other mm-hmm. possibilities you're going to get. There's nothing in the world that's going to stop you from getting what you Exactly. If you have that kind of attitude, so it's really attitude more than anything, Perfect. right? And there's a, and there's a place for for it in working with me. If you don't feel I I can afford, you know, if you have mindset issues mm-hmm. about I can afford this mm-hmm. level, there are places to work with me. And so I have some people who follow me for. Years and enjoy my free content, yeah. and then one day they raise their hand and they say, "I'm ready." Yeah, and you know, and then I have others who've come into the lead program and they do that for a while and they say, "Okay, I'm ready." I now I want to work with you one on one. So you know, it, it's it, it's not about what you think you what you can afford or not afford. It's really about the ability to to just be open to you know, yeah, exploring what's possible because that's what worked for
0: me yeah no, I think that's a perfect description of what works best. And I think the other piece is implementing and execution, right? the The value of working with a professional, you know growth um, coach and consultant like yourself and is not just financial growth, but mental growth, personal growth. I love that. That's kind of how you how you describe yourself. You're not just I'm a law firm coach or a law firm consultant. It's about growth. And I think, when you lead with that, people who are looking for growth connect to that, right?
1: right. And uh, we all have it in us. Yeah. We all have it in us. I'm not some, you know, a, a guru who's going to, sh- you know, share something down from the mouth that's a brilliant <laughs> thing. It's, it's really about being a support. Yes. And, and a guided support, right? Yes. To help you to, to, in your unfolding and in your discovery of mm-hmm. your own skills and abilities. And yeah, I do function as a consultant as well. I mean, yep. we, when you know things, you don't hold that back from people, right? Yep. But it also is about people. I don't dictate to people what their law firm business needs to look like. Mm. You don't need to have a law office with your name on the door and a 100 people working for you. You can have a virtual <laughs> firm and everybody's remote. And exactly. So I, I don't have a dog in that fight. That's all yeah. about what you want, right? Yes. And, and so I just think it's important to, to just say, hey, you know, I know I have this dream of being able to take the month of August off and leave my business. And it works like a machine. Mm -hmm. If that's your dream, that is possible. And you just need to trust that that is possible. And then we can have a conversation about how you can go back in. It, it is
0: certainly possible. I did it this summer <laughs> and, uh, it and it was a great, great time and everything ran well. And obviously working with you and some of the other professionals I've worked with, I think as law firm owners, we're always looking for resources to do better and to improve and to learn and different minds and people give you different insights. So I want right. to thank you so much, Davina Frederick, for joining us and for sharing your knowledge and sharing your, your expertise and talking about Wealthy Woman Lawyer. And I'm hoping that people will reach out that are intrigued by our discussion. will reach out to find you at Wealthy Woman Lawyer. And also we'll be having all your links um, as well to the book that I'm going um, to buy <laughs> to shortly after this, when this podcast goes live. But I'm so grateful. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Evelyn. It's been my pleasure. I, I always enjoy having conversations with you. So thanks so much for inviting me.
0: I hope the information was valuable to you. Please do let me know if you have any questions. You can reach us at akalaw.com, A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com, or you can contact us by phone at 403-452-9515. Have a great day. Thank you.